Okay, let's get into Parshas Vayikra, Tav, Shin, Ayin, Tes, as we have a special Vayikra Purim Shir. Usually Vayikra is not where it is on the calendar, but this being a Shanamu Baris, we have the Schuss of starting a new Sefer um, this week, even before Purim. So we'll focus on the Parsha, as we always do, and hopefully at the end we'll have a couple of thoughts related to Purim. I'm not sure yet if there'll be a Shir next week. Uh, we'll see. Um, if it is, it'll be before, obviously, Wednesday night. But uh, we'll see. But just in case, we'll talk about Purim tonight, and um, and then next week, next week will be Parsha Sav. If if it will be, it'll be on a Tuesday night, as uh, Hashem. Okay, so let's um, get into Parsha Vayikra, and we'll start with the beginning, the first pasuk, the first Rashi. As we always mention every year, we might have to scratch a little bit more beneath the surface. These first couple of Parshios. Uh, because on the surface, maybe uh, Kachim and Zvachim isn't as inspirational as as other parshios. But again, as we'll see, the Torah is rich in every single word, every single pasuk, every single halacha. And there's something for us to learn from each and every mitzvah. And we start off with the first pasuk, the first Rashi. Vayikra'al Moshe, Hashem calls to Moshe. Finally, the have the, we have the Mishkan, we have the end of last week's parsha, where we have the uh, Anan going down on the Mishkan and... Finally, Hashem calls to Moshe from the Ohel Moed and starts talking to him about various halachas. Says Rashi, For every time Hashem spoke to Moshe, every Dibur, Amira, Kadma Kriya, he was called first. Right? Vayikra Moshe, and then nothing said. And then it goes into Vayadaber. So obviously, this is an introductory type of phrase. So Vayikra Moshe, nothing was said. So Rashi says, no, he was called, and then he was spoken to. It's like, come here, and then come here, and then that's not really part of the conversation. When you call somebody, it's like when you call on the phone, hello, so is hello part of the conversation, or hello is just an introductory phrase, now we're going to have a conversation, right? That's Vayikra al Moshe, and then Vayidaber. Lashon Chiba, and it's a Lashon of endearment. Lashon Shemalachai Asharis Meshtam Shembo, it's a Lashon of the Malachim use. Okay, by Yikra Moshe is a is a lashon of hakdama. What's the message? What's the message for us that we can learn from this Rashi that Moshe Rabbeinu was called by Hashem and then he was spoken to? It says the Abderav, says the Ohev Yisrael, right? Rav Avram Yeshua Heschel, one of the students of the Dormali Melech, he was known for his Avas Yisrael. That's why his sefer was named the uh, the Ohev Yisrael. And the back of the Ohev Yisrael, there are likutim. Must have been extra thoughts that were found, I'll say to Parsha, say in the back, in the Likutim, on Parsha's Vayikra, that's where this is found. Says the, says the Abdurav, Rashi is teaching us he is sowed Gadol in growth in spirituality. Moshe Rabbeinu did not go talk to the Shechina until he was called, right, until he was invited. Kamochein, Sarecha Adam Harotze Lalo Salashem, Mi Madrega La Madrega. When a person, when all of us were going up, we want to go up the spiritual ladder. Bechala Madrega, Tsarechusha Yakdimu Kriya Manashemayim. We have to, so to speak, be called from heaven to go to the next step. And then be given that madrega. So what does that mean? We're not, God doesn't have baskos. We're not being called from the Oamoi. So what does that mean? Growth has to be natural. Growth has to be 
when I'm ready for the next level, so to speak. It's not about me. It's not about my personal gain. It's about coming close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And so to speak, if I'm not ready for that meeting, so then it would be inappropriate for me to jump. Obviously, we can't not go to the meeting if we're called. But we have to recognize, Vayikra, when we're called, we got to take it. We see many, many people, says the Abderav, hundreds of years ago. They get sad, they try, and they fail. What is it? Because maybe they're not going step by step. Right? The next rung in the ladder calls us when we're one rung under. The rung, four, four rungs on top, is not calling us yet. V'tovsim davar, where it's underlined, she'en shayach lem belishum kriya v'rishus menashamim. We need a matir, as Rav Salvechik would have said. Right? We need a rishus. V'gam yesh anashim she'ikar avodas shalahel avodas shemisbarach she'lios bala madrega. No, we have to want to go up madrega to madrega, but with the ultimate kavana of wanting to be close to Hashem. We have to make sure that we're called and it's appropriate for us. And it's what we're up to. Again, we can't say, well, I'm not being called to, you know, to bench properly and cut the davening on time. No, we're all called for that. We're all there. We have to be honest. And we have to keep going up. But we just have to go up step by step. We mentioned this thought very, very, um, in other contexts based on the Gemara and Hulan and Daf Kofay, where Mar Ukva states that he is compared to vinegar and his father is like wine. Why? Because his father waits 24 hours between Fleshiks and Milchiks, and he only waits till the next Seuda, which most we show him assume is six hours. So his father waits 24, and he's like wine, and he's only, and Marukva is only like vinegar. So ask all the Bali Musar. I don't understand. Marukva was one of the greatest, greatest Tanun. If he thought it was appropriate to wait 24 hours, so why didn't he wait 24 hours? He said, my father's like wine. What? He wanted the milk so badly. Marufa jumped into the oven because he didn't want the honey to see him and he didn't get his feet burned. Right? So, so what does that mean? So what's the answer? The answer is no, that Marufa knew that that behavior wasn't appropriate for where he was in life. There wasn't a Vayikra el Marufa at that moment for that behavior and therefore it wasn't appropriate for him. And that is the message that the first Rashi is teaching us. We have to do our best to constantly keep growing and keep moving. But we have to know, and maybe we have to ask our teachers and ask our rabbeim what's appropriate and try to get a, ask our spouses you know, what's, a, what's appropriate. But are we being called? But, on the other hand, we have to make sure that we don't let the call fall on deaf ears. If there's a Vayikra El, each one of us, we have to make sure that we heed the call and that we answer it. So we have to be very careful in the balance of waiting for the Kriya, but also answering the Kriya when it comes, because remember, as Rashi says, Kriya is a Lashon Chiba. Hashem has a beloved, he, we're beloved in his eyes, and we have to make sure that we answer, we answer that call. Okay. Moving right along, we get into the second Pasuk. Two for two. Vayikra Moshe, so Hashem calls, and what is the first parak? First parak we know is Karban Ola. And then, right, very orderly, uh, discussion, then carbon mincha, and then carbon, um, right, different types of shlamim and chatos. But all the way at the beginning. Adam karban lashem. A man. When he comes close to bring a carbon lashem. Adam. Rashi. Lamanamar. What do you mean the word adam? What is the word adam? A man? Just say. Kiyakriv mikem. 
says Rashi, Adam Lamanemar, Ma Adam Arishon Lo Hikriv Min Hagezel, Shahakol Haya Shalo. Adam did not bring from stolen animals because it was all his. So too, don't bring from Gezel, right? This is one of the few places, only two places, in all of Shas where the Gemara uses the principle mitzvah haba'ah ba'avera. Beginning of the third parak in Sukkah, Hashem does not want our stolen karbanos, stolen lulav in that context, mitzvah haba'ah ba'avera. So Rashi says, that's why he says Adam, because Adam owned everything. He couldn't steal from anything, anybody, because it was all his. So Afata, so too, don't bring from Gezel. Fascinating, simple question that Rav Chaim Kenevsky asks in the time of the Kra. One second. We know there were Sheva Mitzvahs Bnei Noach. And there were at least six of them. Noach gets the credit because he got number seven. But there were six that were given to Adam. There's a machlokas Rishonim whether Adam was allowed to eat meat if the animal died by itself. That's a machlokas Rishonim. But Adam got the seventh. But Gezel was one of the six. Gezel was given to Adam. So what does that mean to Adam if there was no such thing as Gezel when it came to Adam, as Rashi says here? Right, was that just, oh, it's for your children, but it's not really Shaykh to you. It doesn't say that anywhere. right? All the mitzvahs were, were Shaykh to him. Say, okay, murder. There was no murder until there was somebody else in the world. Oh, so, so Gezel also? It was, but what, when Chava was there, they didn't have a joint bank account? He could have stolen from Chava? Right? So what exactly is... What exactly, how are we supposed to understand to put these two Gemaras, two Chazals together? Adam is Mitsuva in Gezel, and Rashi tells us that everything was his. Imkain, Shayach Gezel, Badam Arishon. The Ein Lomar. Don't suggest, says the time of Dekrah, the Bishosh Ehikriva Karbon, Adayin Lo Noldu, Kain Vehevel. Well, maybe Gezel became possible once he had kids. Kain Vehevel weren't around yet. Maybe when he was Makriv the Karbon. Maybe Adam Kiyagim and Adam gave a carbon to Ha Karbon Hikriv Lomachar B'Shabbos. Koshe Kasev Avodah Zarah Davches to Laachar Amura Shachar Hikrivu. Right? The kind of Hevel Noldu Biyamashishi. Kain and Hevel were born before he gave the carbon. So you can't say that it was afterwards. V'yesh Lomar. Simple question, simple answer. V'yesh Lomar de Behemos V'Chayos. The the animals. Kivan Shachadosh Baruch Hu Amar LeBehedya. Hashem says, you have authority, are in control of the animals. Redu. So by the animals specifically, Adam is given dominion, and it's all his. Other things in the world. Besides animals, don't say that anywhere that it all belongs to Adam. Right? It's only the animals. Fascinating. Redu. By all the animals, he has control and dominion over, and that's why there's no gazel specifically by the animals, which is the context of our Rashi. Adam Kiyakrav Mikem, just like Adam gave a carbon animals, not from gazel. So too, um, everyone else. But there are other things in life that obviously uh, would have been Shaykh to Gezel for him as well. Okay, we have to talk about Karbanus in general, at least one source. Each Parsha's Vayikra, we've seen often in the past the Ramban and the Rambam. Let's see it this year through the eyes of Rabbeinu Bachai. Rabbeinu Bachai, general thought about Karbanus, which as we know, the Chafetz Chaim, Rav Kook, both emphatically uh, wrote and spoke about the importance 
of focusing on Karbanos, getting ready for Yemos HaMashiach, getting ready for when we have to, you know, have to, when we have the schus of being Ovid again in, and being, and watching the Avod and taking part in the Avod of the Beis HaMikdash. Says Rabbeinu Bachai. Again, partly based on the Ramban. Source three. Tam Alderach HaPshat. Tam HaKarbanos HaKol Elas HaAdam. The Pshat is that it's for us. It can't be for God. That's not Pshat. Because Hashem doesn't need anything. We're not giving him anything. We're not giving him a gift. A matana. Right? That's why the Meshachachma says in Parsha Shoftim that the only name of Hashem that's mentioned throughout the Parsha of Kabanos is Yudke Vavke. Right? Pasik Beis has Yudke Vavke. Right? Pasik Hey has Yudke Vavke. Right? That's the name. Pasik Aleph has Yudke Vavke. Not Elohim. Why? Because Yudke Vavke means Hashem is independent. Hashem doesn't need our Karbanos. Right? Because Ben Asai at the end of Mesech is Menachos. So Hashem doesn't need our Karbanos. So Alderach Hapshat, it has to do with us. It doesn't have to do with Him, capital H. So what is it? What's the Pshat? Tama Karbanos HaKolotu Elas HaAdam. Ki Chafetz Hashem Yisaleh Ba'adam Shehu Mivchar Hamin. Hashem desires the human being who is the chosen creature the world was created for man, not for angels and not for animals. The world was created for us. What Hashem dreams of are human beings without sin. That's what He wants. He recognizes that we're not perfect. And that's why one of the seven things created before the world was created was tshuva. Because he recognizes the need for that. But his wish, his desire, Kaviyachal, is that we don't sin. And if we sin and when we falter, because of our Yetzirah, Ro'i lo, we should feel bad. We have to recognize you know what I did. We have to recognize our smallness and God's greatness. Godless habore, shiftless haadam. That's what he says. We have to focus on. And we have to focus. If we ever do anything wrong, the purpose we have to what we have to focus on. What is tshuva kichatel afanav begufo ubenafsho. Body and soul took part in that, in that Avera. It wasn't just the body, it wasn't just the soul. That's the Gemara in Sanhedrin. About the body and the soul, Gemara talks about how each one of them will try to say in the future, well, it wasn't me. Shem will put them together. Because both, probably what's in the Rabbeinu Bachai's head, that Gemara. But because everything we do really has three parts to it. Action, speech, and thought. That is generally what makes up everything we do. Those are the three parts of our essence that take part in sin. Hashem makes us do a physical act to do a behavior, a ceremony in order to get us, to motivate us to remember, to feel bad, to recognize that we did something wrong. Maybe we do recognize it, but this carbon will help solidify those feelings. That's what it's about. At least the carbonos on chet, which are many of them. He takes his hands and he puts his hands on the carbon. He does a physical action with the animal. 
Number one. And he does vidui. Dibur. That's Maisa Dibur. And the innards, the fats, the innards are burned on the Mizbeach. The innards of us, our thoughts that, that led to the, led to the sin. Remember, almost every carbon is eaten. Almost every, only the carbon ola is burns Khalil. But almost every other carbon is eaten. The only difference is that we take the fats, which are usually thrown out by other nations, and we burn them as a symbol to us. But everything else, all the meat is eaten by the kohanim, by the by bailim. But that's the three: the ma'isa, the dibur, and the machshava. Kedeshi is kaper so that we are reminded and are able to focus and achieve kapara through that. When we realize that our life is on the line. We rebelled against the king of kings. And we deserve to be punished. And we do even a symbolic Arba Mises Bezdin. Skila, what skila? You push the animal, you hold him down as you shecht. Right? Actually, you shecht. Right? Herag, right? Srefa on the Mizbech. All of them on a deeper level. All of them on a deeper level teach us that it's about the, uh, about what we did. And he quotes, this was obviously the Akedah, but Yelol Tachas Beno, as the Medrash says, every Avodah that Avram did, he said, Ki'ilu, the blood, and Ki'ilu, this is from my son, Ki'ilu, this, Ki'ilu, that, because that's the purpose of a karban. And ends off Rabbeinu Bachai, Vatam Zen Nachon, al Halev. This is what I think makes sense. It's all symbolic for us to get the message. And even though according to this, the toelis is only for us, for humans, the Torah still calls it. It still calls it that Hashem has, so to speak, nachas from the carbon. Even though it's all for us. Because once a person does this, Hashem has nachas with us. It's for us, we do tshuva, and then we can get close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So Hashem is, it's not Rechli Chalak, it's not Hashem from the carbon itself, but it's from the state that we become, and who we become, through the carbon, and that's Rechli Chalak Hashem. And that is why, if we bring a carbon without, right, how many times does Yeshayahu and Yermio talk about bringing carbonas without doing tshuva, Hashem's not interested. Shem's not interested because, and, and the Malachi talks about it, but that's the, that's the message, Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar, it's all for us. Okay. Moving right along, let's, once we have Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar open, we'll do another thought of his, but we'll add on. I think we might have touched on this a couple of years ago. And that is a detail, a detail in the Parsha, and that is the Isser of Saor and Vash. Perak Beis. Perak Beis, Pasuk Yud Aleph. Kala Mincha. One is not allowed to bring a karban mincha that is made out of chametz. A couple of exceptions to the rule, not for us now, but generally karbanis mincha have to be matzah. No leavening agent and no honey. Why? What's the message? Again, everything is about the message for us. Says the Rambam in the Mornavuchim, as he does so often. Minhag, source number four, Rabbi Bachai first quotes the Rambam. 
used to bring chametz and sweetened carbonos. And that's why they became Asr. Fine. Again, Rabbi Nebuchai says, Interesting, both of these psukim in the parsha. he says, this is what I think the parsha pshat is. Why can't you bring sar and vash? As I just explained a few psukim ago, the carbon is for us to bring atonement. Were it not for the Yitzhahara, was it not for the Taiva, I wouldn't have sinned. It's all, it's all the Yitzhahara's fault. Because deep down, every Jew wants to do what's right. Deep down, right as the Rambam says in the end of the second parak of Hilchas Gerishin, right, famous Rambam, that every Jew deep down wants to follow Bezdin and do what Hashem wants. But sometimes our Yitzhahara is ma'anes us. Sometimes our Yitzhahara overtakes us. Again, it's not that we're, we have to take the blame for our Yitzhahara. Right, it's not an external demon that is attacking us, that is, that is, what do you want from me? No, no, it's within us. Right, ever since Adam and Chava ate from the tree, it's within us. But, but it's, it's not our true essence. Not our true essence. And therefore, the Sar Vedvash, Hein Hein Yetzahara Atzma, what symbolizes that Yetzahara? The Sar and the Dvash. The sweetness, the Dvash! Sweet! Gashmias! Dvash, Dvash, I mean, Sar, Sar rises. Sar rises. Kamosha Amru, Chazal, and Nechamez, Matzabah Pesach. Like on Chamez, Sar Chadam, Lefanos, Levavo, Mi Yetzahara. Uh, no chametz, right? He's alluding to. He doesn't quote it. That Gemara in Masechas Brachas on Daf Yud Zayin, right, where the Gemara has many different philos of various Amoraim. The Gemara quotes Rabbi Alexandri Basar Damatsli Yud Zayin Amad Aleph. When Rabbi Alexandri finished his Amida, he said, "Amar Hachi Ribon Haolamim Galui Viadua Lefanecha Sheritzonenu Lasos Ritzoncha." We want to do be close to you. There's the word, Sa'or. Where did Chazal get that word from? He calls Sa'or v'choldvash. The Sa'or, the yeast that causes us to rise. V'shibad malchus. And also shibad malchus, which is external um, subjugation. Save us from external and internal. Shibad malchus, external. Sa'or shebe'isa, internal. Rashi. Yitzhahara shebilvavenu hamachmitzenu. Right? The Yitzhahara is machmitzas. Vinashuv la'asos kukeris on chabalev avshalem. And let us, let us do your, your heart's calling. Balev avshalem, let us do it with a, with a full, with a full heart. So no sar and vash, because that's the whole cause of all of these sins. That's the whole source of it all. Well, we're going to bring that. Right? En kateger nasa sanegar, we might apply. Right, the sar and the dvash is what caused the whole problem in the first place. And therefore, lachein hu marchikam yitzahara shlo lashuv lavodazar. So we're marchikiv. Dvash gamkein yitzahara ki dvash begamatria isha. He quotes, right, um, um, isha is the symbol of the yitzahara, v'chulu. And therefore, he quotes the lashon of tovel v'sheres biyado v'dayla maven. Okay, that's the sar and the dvash. Again, it's the root of the yitzahara. Just extending to that, if we don't, if it's not, just the symbol for all Yitzhahara, but literally, what does the Sa'ar do? It causes to rise. 
causes to rise. Source five, right? Saor symbolizes gavus halev, right? Raising up of the heart. Magbia, right? Lo Hashem. You can't be makriv something to Hashem that symbolizes gaiva, right? So many chatoim, the root of it is gaiva. Because I feel that I'm, I could do it, and it's me. And, you know, I'm in control. Right? Toavas Hashem kol gavalev. It doesn't say toeva so often in Tanakh. A kol gavalev, one who is haughty of spirit, is called a toeva by a Kaddish Baruch Hu. V'cholam izgaya, omer a Kaddish Baruch Hu, e'en anivahu yechol madur b'makam echad. So this is, maybe the first time in 11-year history, two Apterovs in the same shir. A second, but this one's an Oiv Yisrael story. So the Apterov in source number six, line number six, line number six, quoted here in the Pneumia Torah, one time he was traveling, okay, he comes to a place, and the question is where he was going to stay. Where was he going to stay in source number five? There were two you know, families that were, would be able to host him. Shadiro Seyem, uh, Hayu, right, a little rubbed out there, Maruhatos, Putuftam, plenty of furniture, furnished, everything's good. So the question is, where was he gonna stay? Hitanyen Hatzadak Me'apta, Bitivam, Umaseyem, Shalshnei Bali Batam Eile. He did some research. Did some research about these two Ba'alei Batam. And Umitbarelo, Shechon Me'am Eina Madaktik, Biyoser Bemitzvah. One of them isn't okay, he's an average guy. He's fine. He's not so medactic machmir the imzos who an vasan vaana, but he is humble. He's humble. Veinam is hadir baashi ruso. He's got plenty. He's okay. He's fine. He's fine, but you know he's 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 meek. Lu mato no da hashar sheni kiyari shemayim hadir b'mitzvus. The other one is a big mahadir achar mitzvus medactic, but he's misgaeh, but he doesn't think so lowly of himself. The author of says, I'm going to house number one. House number one. And they asked him, but he's not as a medaktik, he's not as a mahader. Says the Apterov. The Gemara tells us, as we just said, in Sota Dafei, Amr HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Ein Anivahu Yechon Ladur Ba'ir Ba'olam. I can't live with a person who is a Balgaiva. So if Hashem's not going into the house, what, I should go into the house? What, I'm going to be left with him? At least I'll go to the other one. If he's anava, he does sin, sins a couple of times. But what do we know? Hashem has his shechina even amongst us in the tumah. If Hashem himself would rest amongst Tumas Yisrael, he's not in that house and he is in this house. Which one am I going to go to? Is it a kasha? Is it a shaila? Vadai, Sha'af, Ani Rashad, Lihimatse, Bachsanya, Shekazu. So, Chol Sar, Vachol Dvash, Lo Satir, Mimen. Well, then he quotes here in the Pinatari, quotes another story of a, of a certain Rav, certain Rav that Levi Bar, Sisi came to the, uh, right, uh, Iram, Asul Bima Gadola, they, there was a, there was a Rav that was, that was, uh, coming for a Prabha, it seemed. They put him on the bima, they put him up on top, and they gave him all this covet, and they started asking him all these questions. And details. You know, Isha Shigidemes, Hadashi Choletzes, you know, all these different details about the uh, halacha and Agada, what the shot of this Pasig in Daniel, and they didn't know any of the answers. And they sent back to Rebbe, they sent back to Biudanasi, this Chazal, what do you send us this guy for? He doesn't know anything. 
doesn't know Halacha, doesn't know Agada. Rebbe calls him over and talks to him, and he, and he, and he, he asked him, and he knew every single answer. He answered every question. So Rebbe says, I don't understand what happened. Why did you know the answers? Amarlo, line 24. Amarlo, Rebbe. Rebbe said, you knew all the answers. Why did you answer? Amarlo, he says, You know when I got there? They gave me such covet. They put me on this big platform. I felt myself going up a little bit. I felt myself feeling the gaiva, and through that, I couldn't focus properly. I couldn't think, think as honestly. Shachachti is called mashalamadati. Karal of a Rebbe at the Rebbe called that in the Pasik. Ibn Avati bisnasei, Zamosa yavapeh, Vechulu the Drasha, based on the Rushalmi in Meseches Yavamos. But again, gaiva could drive people not to think straight, and Akadosh Baruch was not interested in being in the same home. So that's what we have to work on. And that's what we learn from the Kichol Sa'or V'chol Devash, Lo Saktiri Menu Yishel Okay. One other carbon that we'll talk about. Par Helim Davar Shel Tzibur. It's one of the carbon Chatas. Torah tells us in Perak Dalad all about the different carbon Chatas. So Pasek Yud Yemovim Kol Adas Yisrael Yishku. If all of Klai Yisrael sin, Bishogeg, Vinelam Davar Me'ene HaKahal, and the item is hidden from the eyes of the Kahal, right? The eyes of the Kahal are the Sanhedrin. There are eyes. Va'asu Achaz Bikol Mitzvah Hashem HaSolo Seyasen HaVyashem, Uvan Odachat HaTashachatua Tuakal, Vechulu. I'm sorry, this is, um, yeah. One par. Instead of everybody bringing their own carbon, we know if everybody sins based on an inappropriate psak of Bezdin, so then Bezdin brings a par uh, and not everybody else. Everybody else is off the hook. But there's an interesting halacha. It's only if it's the majority of Klai Yisrael or of a Shevet, and it's only Klai Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael, okay, without getting into the details now, Hari Yisdaf Gimel, but it's only if it's the majority. And the question is, if the purpose of this carbon is that, well, it's not really my fault. Bezdin told me to do it. So even if it's a minority, right? why is it only if the majority follows Bezdin? If 49% follow Bezdin, they have to bring their own carbon. Why? If it was 51%, we could say, oh, it's Bezdin's fault. So the 49% also was Bezdin's fault. What's the difference? A straightforward question. And furthermore, interesting halacha, it's mentioned in the Gemara, what happens if one of the Bezdin argues? It wasn't a unanimous psak about this halacha. It wasn't unanimous. Somebody argued, halacha doesn't apply. Halacha doesn't apply. Let's read together. If you look in source number seven, the Hagyona Shal Torah, Ben Sion Fira quotes these Rambams. Quotes the halacha, the Ramam and Hilcha Shkagos. Again, it's only if most. And then he quotes, line 12. Imhoru, the yada echad mehen shetau. If one of them knows that they made a mistake. The Amar lohem, toimatem. You are mistaken. The Ravu alav hamatirim vehitiru. And the majority outvoted. Voted and outweighed him. Hariyabezim beturin. V'chol mishas al piem chayav lahavi chatas kavu al shagagasa. 
Everybody's got to bring their own carbon chatas. So again, why? Why is that? Bezdin? It's Bezdin's fault. So one person got it right, but 70 didn't. So number one, why if the minor, if I'm in the minority, why do I have to bring a carbon? Let it still best as false. Number two, why if there's one rabbi, you know, that argues, so then again, I have to, I have to bring a carbon. Says the Hagiona Shaltora. After asking these two questions, on the next page, source number eight. Right, see where it's underlined. The Tzibur did what they were supposed to do. They followed the majority. Says Rebbe Tzion Fierer in the Hagiona Shal Torah. He says the answer and then the message is fascinating. When is the Parhelm Dover Shal Tzibur brought? Only if it is 100% what we would call Ones. Out of my control. Totally, there is no way that I should have even thought twice about it. If there is any little part of the situation that maybe I should have thought twice, it's not all on Besden. It's not all on Besden. If I'm involved in it at all, then you go back to the regular dinam of bringing a carbon chatas. It's only if it's total, total onis. If there's one rabbi that says otherwise, so maybe I should think. Maybe he has to, yes, I, ultimately I have to do what Besden says is the majority. But in my head, it's something to think about. If the majority says one way, I'm in the minority. Minority did it. Maybe I should think about the majority. But what do you mean I thought? But this is what I thought. You know what you see from all this halacha, all these halachas says, Ritzian Fuhrer? Every Jew has to know Torah. Not just learn Torah. We have to know Torah. And we're held accountable. Again, this is a carbon b'shogeg. But conceptually, it's not called ones. Because Hashem, Hashem believes in us. And Hashem requires us to know more. We have to know it. If we're in the minority, that we have to bring our own carbon. Why? Because the majority said the other way. And maybe you should have thought harder. Again, it's not saying that we did anything, we would have acted differently. But the message is that that's not called total ones. Because the Jew also has a responsibility to know, to think. Ultimately, ultimately, it's whatever the Rav says. I get a psak. Even if I have a question on it, it's on his shoulders. But in terms of this carbon, and therefore we have to do what we can. Line 22. I have to think about it. I have to think about it. And therefore, it is different. And then he expands and says, again, it's something obvious, but we don't always think about it. This is the only religion. We are the only religion that there's an obligation to know and to study the laws of the religion. No other religion is there Let's study the law. No, just tell me, Mr. Clergy, tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. Do I have to study the books 
of laws? Is there an obligation for every single person in the religion to know everything about what the religion stands for? An obligation to focus every single day and night of their life and every free second of their life. No. The rabbis can know. I don't have to know. No, no, no. Everybody has to know. He might know more than me, but everybody has to try to know. Call it Charakula. Lokach eitzalumos haolam, bottom right. Eitzalumos haolam omei beit hamishpat, bein b'chok u'bein ba'adam sh'achok mechayavoso. The judges stand in between the law and the person who's obligated. Kol pir shebeis mishpat nosin l'chuk kol shehi, m'shachur es adam mikolach re'erishit. Mea adam nidrash rak l'tsayes l'chok. Avaleinu chayav lios mumche l'chok. I have to listen. I don't have to be expert. That's it. Nobody demands me to be an expert. I might mess up if I don't know it. But there's no chiyah for me to know anything. You have to know the law. You have to know the law. Right? If you're in, if you're a lawyer, you have to know the legal, the legalities of law. If you're a doctor, you have to know about medical malpractice. You have to know this. You have to know that. If you're, if you're a, a policeman, you have to know the laws. But does a policeman have to know the laws of, of law? Does a law, a lawyer have to know the laws of, of uh, computer analysts? Does somebody who's an internet business? No. But every Jew has to know Arachayim, Yeradeich, Hoshemish, Parevanazer. Because the Jew has to know Kalatorah. And that's alluded to in this halacha of if it's not every single judge and the majority of Jews, then, then, then a little bit is on me. Not that I should have done anything differently, but a little bit is on me. And then he even says, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave it to each one of us. Each one of us. That he has a fascinating ha'ara at the end. Moshe Rabbeinu was the shliach. Moshe Rabbeinu was the shliach to bring us the Torah. But what does it say the first mission in Pirkei Avos? Moshe kibel Torah misinai. We know from Mesechah's Gittin, there are two types of shlichim. There's a shliach leholacha and a shliach lekabala. Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe kibel Torah misinai. Moshe was a shliach Kabbalah. What does that mean? Shliach la'olacha could bring a man, could send a get to his wife, and a shliach la'olacha, until the woman gets it, the garrison is not, doesn't, is not valid. Shliach la'kabbalah, the second that the shliach gets it, it's ke'ilu, that's a stand-in for the woman. Shliach la'kabbalah. Moshe Rabbeinu was a shliach la'kabbalah for Am Yisrael. The second that he got it, he's a stand-in for us. It wasn't a separate stage that Moshe got it and then he gave it to us. Moshe, Kibel, Torah, Misenai. All of Am Yisrael. Well, Mekabal the Torah. Line, left side, line 21. Moshe, Ayah, Shliach, Mekabalas HaTorah. Avalo, Shliach, Leholacha, Ela, Shliach, Lekabalah. He was the Shliach of Am Yisrael. And therefore, we have to recognize that we have our own direct connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And in that way, we have to um, get our business to be able to study, to learn, and to grow, and to know, and to know all of the, all of the laws and all of the Torah. Okay. Let's move on to Purim. A couple of thoughts related to Inyani Purim. We'll see. I just saw one right before this year. If we have time, we'll, uh, we'll add that one into. So first is a Medrash Plia. Source number nine. Medrash Plia. Sholcha Esther Mordechai. The same question that the students of Rabbi Shimon Bayechai asked him in Megillah Dafyad Beis, I think. Right, and here the Medrash Pliya. Esther asked Mordechai, why are the Jews suffering like this? Mordechai answers, Because B'nai Yisrael have become mach and rush. Poor, lowly, crushed, mach and rush. 
Esther answers, Kaili, Kaili, Lama Zavtani, which is the parak and Tehillim about Esther. What's the conversation? What's going on here? Why they chayev Klia? They're mach and rush. Oh, Kaili, Kaili. What is going on here? It says Rav Shimshon, Meistrapoli, known as one of the great Harifim sharp minds of the past couple hundred years. He says, based on a Pasuk and Ishayo, when a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants to be Poreya, wants to punish any Am, he first removes, so to speak, the protection of the Malachamamune on that Am and then punishes the Am. Right, the Ramban talks about this in Achremos that Hashem puts a, so to speak, guardian angel, so to speak, some type of Malach, we don't know what that means really, the Saro Shal Esav, Chazal talk about this, the Saro Shal Romi, so when Hashem wants to punish a nation, he first affects the Sar of that nation and then uh, punishes that nation. What happens when he wants to punish Klal Yisrael? You know, what, what, what does he do? Right? So what, what does he do? He's, he's, he's in charge of us. He's in charge of us. What does he do? So on the top of the next page, Rav Shimshon says that he takes Malach Michael. Takes Malach Michael, who is one of the major Malachim in charge of us. He puts Michael on top of Am Yisrael, and then he removes his name. He, Hashem, removes his name, removes Kaili, removes his name from Michael and from Yisrael, because Michal is over Yisrael. If you take out Kaili, Aleph Lamed Yud, from Michael and from Yisrael, you're left with Mach and Rush. And therefore, Kodesh Baruch Hu, Esther Amalke, Es Mordechai, what's going on here? They've become mach and rush, meaning they're ready to be destroyed because Hashem removed his name from them, Hester Panim. Mach and rush. He's out of Michal, he's out of Yisrael. And what does Esther answer? Keli, Keli, the double. Lama Zavtani, what have you left me? You've left Michal, you've left Yisrael. Aleph Lamed Yud, and therefore B'nai Yisrael left, are left with mach and rush. Fascinating. Okay. One other thought, and then uh, one thought, uh, Torah Shabal Peh. Rabbi Lamb has a uh, commentary on Megillus Esther called Majesty and Mystery in source number 11, and he points out a thought that he heard from someone um, about the Megillah in general. If you look in the Megillah many times, there are many doubles. There are many twos. The repetition of certain things twice seems to crop up all through the work in a matter that begs explanation. There are two drinking parties. One for nobility, one for the masses. There are two feasts. One for Vashti, one for Esther. Even more astounding, there is a repetition of the gathering of the maidens at a beauty contest to choose a queen. Twice. Esther, obviously, invites Haman and Achashverosh to two sudas. Legislation of two days of Purim. Everything's twos. Right, everything's twos. Mordechai and Esther twice legislate the reading of the Megillah and the attendant misses a Purim, even though one would have sufficed. What is happening here? So he quotes that the dominant Persian pagan religion at that time believed in dualism, believed in the opposite of monotheism, believed in the God of good and the God of bad, the God of the sun, the God of the moon. Everything is double. Everything is double. What's the message? Because that's what they believed in. And if that's what they believed in, the Megillah, in, as he calls it, a subtle, polemic, sardonic, and satiric, and humorous way, 
says, I'm going to take your twos and I'm going to save Am Yisrael with these twos. And HaKadosh Baruch is not even going to be mentioned in the Megillah. But I'm going to take your Avoda. doesn't quote it, but by the Pasuk in Yisrael, Kivadavar Asher Zadu Aleihem. Exactly what you think is your salvation, I'm going to send, bring it for Am Yisrael. Because I'm going to show that behind the twos is really one. And two, and two, and two, it's really one. Character the number, the very number that characterized the Persian religion, the Shtereshuyos, or dualism, was the one utilized by the one God of Israel to secure his people's triumph over the Persian tyrant. He says in parentheses, had the Megillah been composed in a Christian country, maybe it would have all been threes. Maybe it would have all been threes. But it was Persian, so it was twos. So we have to realize, behind the scenes, there's so much in the Megillah that is behind the scenes, and that's the purpose, to be Megala the Hester. Megillah's Esther. It's to be Megala the Hester. That is what we're all about. One final thought just to add. Sorry, this is not on your sheet because I just saw it right before the shear. It's in uh, Rav Nevenzal's Sefer on Purim. Rav Nevenzal's Sefer on Purim on page Rei Zion. Rei Zion and Rei Shches. He talks about there the Gemara in Meseches, Megillah Daf Yudalit. Where the Gemara says, Gedola Hasaras Hatas Yosem Yarbam Vishwan Neviyam Vishav Neviyos. Achashverosh's removal of the ring, and he gave it to Haman, that was more powerful than 48 Nevi'im, 7 Nevi'os. We didn't do tshuva until, until the tsara of, of Haman and Achashverosh. That re- removal of the ring was more powerful than the thousands of Musa Shmuzin that were given. And the question from Nebenzal asks is, okay, we did tshuva then, but what was it about that event that was different than, let's say, Yeshayahu, Yirmiyahu, and Yechezkel, who all begged Yeshayahu first, right, early. Right, Yeshayahu was 150 years before the Chorban. Then Yirmiyahu, right, or, or Yechezkel, then Yirmiyahu as it was happening. So why didn't anybody listen there? What's the difference? Explains Rav Nevenzal, the message of Galus. And the message of, of you're going to go into uh, exile, that message was said by the Nevi'im for thousands, I should say thousands, hundreds of years. Achi Ashiloni already told you, Ravim Enavat, you're going to go into Galus. Yisrael Shamu Eifo B'mesha Kamadoros Nevuo Shoros. They heard all of these bleak prophecies. Rabos ala Galus. But the Lohaminu, they didn't think what happened. Even when Sancherev came and he exiled and then Nebuchadnezzar was coming. Eh, he's not going to come to Eretz Yisrael. He's in Eretz Yisrael. Eh, he's not going to come to Yerushalayim. He's in Yerushalayim. He's not going to come. He's surrounding the city. He's besieging the city. Yeah, but you know what? Sancherev also besieged the city. Look what happened to him. Right? So, up until They didn't believe it. They didn't believe it. They didn't believe it. They weren't honest with themselves. They weren't honest with the situation and therefore they weren't Chose B'tshuva. What happened in Shushan was very, very different. It wasn't a progression of hundreds of years. It was a sudden surprise. I guess a surprise is always sudden. It was hafuch. Everything was fine. They were invited to the party. Everybody had the, the wine that they wanted and the kashras that they wanted. They had everything. And all of a sudden, they wake up one morning and they see in the newspaper, next year at this time, there will not be a Jew alive. All of a sudden. 
הפתאומית שבה נחתה עליהם הגזירה גורמה לכך שחזרו בתשובה. שכן הפתאומיות מעוררת מאוד את הרגש. להפך מן ההרגל שמכה את ההרגש. The suddenness, they were able to see it honestly. They were able to see that they had to do tshuva. Remember the Gemara says, שננה מסעודה של אחשוורוש. Right, so they, they, we were sinning, we were, we were um, assimilating. But that suddenness was what allowed them and helped them see things honestly. But it was about being honest with the situation. For hundreds of years, B'nai Yisrael, we were not honest with the situation. The fact that we were honest with the suddenness that helped, that allowed us for Binyan. Because we know Purim is really Aschalta de Geula. Purim is the story that helped lead to Binyan Bayesheni. And that is what we celebrate, and that's what we daven for. So again, as we come close to Purim again next week, as I mentioned, I'm not sure. There'll be a shear, we'll see. But uh, either way, this is the month of Chad uh, Shei and we say, Ba'adar, Benisan, right, Chad Shei this is when we daven, and this is what the, the Ramam talks about this in the Hagdama to, uh, to, uh, to say for our mitzvot. He talks about Purim is a day that we remember that Hashem answered our tefillahs. So it's a day to daven, it's a day to have uh, belief in the Kaddish uh, Baruch who's listening to Artfilas, answering Artfilas, and Hashem, we should be zochet to not only have that Aschat HaGeula that was in the time of Purim, but to be zochet to the Gemar HaGeula, Be'ezus Hashem, the Meher of Yemenu.